Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Mary Ho remembering missionary John Chow, who was killed trying to bring the gospel to a remote tribe. And when he was 18 years old, he went on a, a missions trip. And after that, he really felt God called him to take the love of Jesus to the unreached and specifically a, a remote people group called the North Sentinelese. Mary Ho, next. It was five years ago this month that 26-year-old John Chow set out to bring the gospel to a very remote tribe on North Sentinel Island off the coast of India. John, who was affiliated with All Nations International, was killed in his attempt to reach them. My guest today is Dr. Mary Ho, International Executive Leader of All Nations International. She'll give us the details on how his trip to North Sentinel Island came about, and she'll tell us about a new documentary about it. Dr. Ho, first, tell us about the history and mission of All Nations International. Yes, so I lead a mission organization called All Nations, and it was founded exactly 30 years ago, uh, Hmm. November 1993, by Floyd and Sally McClung. And Floyd McClung is known to... Uh, many of us, he was uh, the international director of YWAM and authored 18 books um, related to missions. And um, yeah, and he and Sally founded Our Nations so that we can equip uh, workers to go cross-culturally to the unreached, to the least reached, to make disciples, to plant churches and to multiply churches. So a big part of your mission is trying to reach the unreached. Yes. And in our mission statement, we use the word neglected peoples, which we define as a group of people who don't know Jesus and no one is making Jesus known. So it it includes unreached peoples, but it also includes pockets of people who don't know Jesus and no one's reaching. For example, the red light district, the pockets of the Muslim diaspora, the ghettos, the gangsters. Is the 1040 window part of that? Yeah, absolutely. And Floyd McClung, our founder, played a key part in, um, in promoting the 1040 window. Well, Dr. Ho, I want to ask you now uh, f- for a while here about a young missionary, John Chow. I, I think mm-hmm. he was probably, what, 26? When he, yes, he was 26. And he died while trying to reach a remote tribe. And interestingly, it, it coincides with the, with the um, anniversary of All Nations, but about five, almost exactly five years ago. Tell us about John Chow. What, what can you tell us about him? And, and what tribe was it that he was uh, trying to reach? Yes, so uh, J- John Chow, he is um, half American and half Chinese. And when he was 18 years old, he went on a a missions trip. And after that, he really felt God called him to take the love of Jesus to the unreached and specifically uh, 
a remote people group called the North Sentinelese. And so since he was 18, he has been pre- he was preparing for nine years hmm. to take the love of Jesus, the good news of Jesus to a North Sentinelese. The North Sentinelese uh, live on the North Sentinel Island, which is off the coast of India. And they're not only unreached, but they are basically an uncontacted tribe. So mm. no one in modern history has successfully uh, made contact with them and maintained contact. And this is off the coast of India. This is, I mean, it's like several hundred miles off the coast. Does yes, that sound right? Yes. It's part of a cluster of islands called the Andaman Islands. And uh, so since the age of 18, John has meticulously spent nine years preparing himself and equipping himself to share the love of Jesus with the North Sentinelese. Well, my guest today on His People is Dr. Mary Ho, and she is International Executive Leader of All Nations International, and we're talking now about uh, the uh, life, really the sacrifice, of John Chow, who died Mm -hmm. about five years ago, almost exactly five years ago, trying to bring the gospel to that remote people on that remote island, North Sentinel Island, uh, uh, off the coast of India. And you mentioned a couple of times, Dr. Ho, um, well, I think one of the criticisms of John is, or at least the way that some people visualize what he did, is it was sort of impulsive, and he kind of went out there and and sort Mm -hmm. of thoughtlessly. But you're saying he spent years preparing. Tell us about some of that preparation uh, that he he did. So so first of all... um, on November 17th, um, yeah, 2018, he was reportedly killed with bow and arrow mm. um, while trying to make contact with the North Sentinelese. And I think it was just providential, Bill, that you and I are talking uh, five years later. So it's just a wonderful time to remember John and to celebrate him. So, yes, so since John was called, Uh, when he was 18 years old, he has done absolutely meticulous preparation. So, for example, he's gone on several short-term mission trips to to hard places like Iraq, Kurdistan, Israel. Um, He made annual trips to South Africa to put on these uh, soccer tournaments for impoverished youth. Hmm. And he has done things like uh, he got himself trained and certified as a wilderness EMT so that he can be equipped. He Mm. also majored in sports medicine so that um, he can bring health care to the North Sentinelese. And I know many people criticize him for uh, going into uncontacted tribe that he may bring diseases, but that's why he... He majored in sports medicine. He got himself quarantined with many types of vaccination so that he would not bring, uh, you know, diseases in. Um, Yeah, he got uh, trained at SIL in linguistics. And SIL is, um, is the agency that prepares Bible translators in linguistics um, he came to All Nations to get equipped 
on how to share Jesus with oral cultures through through stories hmm. and uh, how to make disciples and how to plant churches. Uh, but this is a young man who was thoroughly equipped. Uh, in fact, uh, for about two years before he joined our nations, he would call us and say, can you recommend books that I can read on culture and cultural anthropology so that I do what's culturally appropriate? And we would give him like a list of 20 books, you know, to yeah. read. And he would, he would be like, oh, I read half of these. <laughs> and then two weeks later, he'll call back and go, okay, I finished reading the other half. What else should I read? <laughs> so this is a young man who had who was so intentional and proactive mm -hmm. about being thoroughly equipped. Uh, the other thing I just want to say is his natural personality is he's very low-key, very down-to-earth, very chill. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just a very steady, unassuming, down-to-earth young man mm. who he's not the life of the party. If anything, he usually sits there with a a slight smile on his face. Hmm. Uh, just very relaxed young man. It sounds like you, you've met him or you knew him. Yes, of course. Uh, of course. In fact, he was someone we really, uh, really loved. Our team, some of us housed him. Uh, he played with our children. Hmm. You know, he ate in our homes. Um, the kids love him. And... Um, so when we lost him, it was really, really hard. It was very painful. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we really grieved for his parents, his family, and our, we ourselves were really grieved because we, we lost a friend, a friend that we knew. Yeah. Well, so Dr. Ho, you, as you said, he approached them, uh, I, th I believe you said, he approached them by boat. Of course, that's the only way probably to approach them. What, do we have any mm -hmm. sense of, of, of exactly what happened? I mean, was there, did he communicate while things were happening? Were there any pictures recovered? I mean, what do we know? Yeah, so um, John, he, he was an avid um, at journaling. Uh, he mm. has years of journal, and he journaled till the very last day. And we know that... Um, the second to the last day, as he approached the island, um, a kid shot an arrow and um, and it hit his Bible. So his Bible actually shielded him from the impact of the arrow. And so uh, he retreated and that last night he had to decide whether he wanted to go back um, and re-approach uh, the North Sentinel Island. And as far as we know, he was reportedly uh, shot to death by bow and arrow. So his, his boat obviously was recovered and his journal at that point. Uh, yes, yes, by, yes, it, it was by some fishermen, yes. And what else do we know about the, the people themselves? I mean, there has been, so, my, my, of course, I... I took a look at YouTube, and it looks like they've been approached uh, a number of times through the years, and there has been some contact with them. Sometimes it went well, and sometimes it, it didn't. Mm. But for the most part, anyway, what can you tell us about that? How, 
how, how much contact has been made with yeah. these? So there's very little known about them, especially in recent years. We know that in past history, anthropologists have made contact with them. And, um, and unfortunately, the contact has not been a good experience. I think they um, yacht by anthropologists. So, uh, so this tribe really started closing themselves off. Uh, because they they felt kind of um, well they they felt violated by outsiders and that's why um, they have been very very defensive and in recent years as I said no one has made contact and maintained contact so we actually don't know much about them mm. in recent years we don't know how many of them exactly are left. We don't know what language they speak exactly. And as many of us know, um, many years ago, I think National Geographic was able to take a short footage uh, from a helicopter of them shooting at the helicopter, but we really don't know much. Uh, yeah. And, and I, just one other question. How, how, does, how did all nations feel about him going there alone. I mean, that sounds kind of dangerous or risky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so there were people who were willing to go with him. Um, but I think he himself at the very last minute did not want to endanger anyone else's lives. And, um, yeah, so I think that's just a decision that he made. Well, Dr. Mary Ho is my guest today on His People. She is International Executive Leader of All Nations International, and we're talking about the life and the death of missionary John Chow. He, just five years ago, he tried to reach a, a very remote, a really unreached tribe uh, on North Sentinel Island off the coast of India. And recently, uh, Dr. Ho, this is one of the reasons I contacted you, is that mm -hmm. uh, National Geographic has made a documentary about John Chow mm -hmm. and his missionary outreach to the North uh, Sentinelese. And I, mm -hmm. I, I have not seen it, but y you have seen mm -hmm. it. What, what can you tell us about, uh, about the film and why um, National Geographic yes. would be interested in a missionary uh, outreach? Yes. So um, we knew that the film was being made. And um, so we've known since uh, about 2022. And we agreed to be interviewed because we, we could not let a major movie be made about the life of our worker without really um, sharing our point uh, of about what the gospel is and what is missions and um, and our faith in Jesus Christ. And um, the movie is actually beautifully and artfully made. Hmm. And uh, a few of us went for a, a preliminary screening, a private screening of the movie, and we came out with conflicting emotions, oh. you know. Uh, just really nodded emotions because, as I said, on one hand, it is beautifully made, and uh, and John's own testimony 
his own life decision speaks powerfully itself. And also uh, his integrity really shone through um, his character. Mm -hmm. And so I came out of it um, just really, really proud of uh, who John was as a person. The the movie also used footages of um, other stories like End of the Spear, mm. Nate Saint, uh, uh, Jim Elliott. And so those testimonies also spoke powerfully, you know, right. of, uh, of Jesus Christ. Who is this Jesus that so many would want to share uh, Jesus's love and his good news uh, to peoples around the world? the world. So so you believe the the depiction of John and his mission, the depiction of all nations you felt it was it was uh accurate, it was fair? Well, that's why I said it, I came out with knotted or conflicting emotions mm-hmm. because um you know, it's not so much about all nations, it's it's just that we feel like um, their presentation of what the gospel is, is incomplete. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, one of my concerns for the movie is how they portray, um, you know, the mission of God and the mission of God. uh, And this movie is heavily uh, narrated through a former missionary Uh, who turned atheist? Mm, oh, yeah, and uh, and this missionary uh, gave his uh, point of view from the beginning to the end of the movie, and uh, and the, so this former missionary uh, is very against mission. Uh, he no longer believes in God, and he says that the spreading of the gospel needs to be stopped. So, uh, so we're very concerned about that. Another um, depiction that causes us concern is about faith, because the film equates Jesus Christ to the mythological god Thor, Zeus, oh. and even Santa Claus. And it says uh, that the gospel is a first century myth, which we know it's not true. Jesus Christ is real, and he's living uh, today mm. and forever. The, our third concern regards the spreading of the gospel, because a key theme throughout this movie is that Jesus' followers, including all nations, are colonialists and radical extremists, which, um, you know, throughout history, missionaries have made mistakes but it is not a true overarching statement. Yeah, well good point. Well do you do you feel if do you feel the film I mean even though it has those well if you will those concerns or those those weaknesses and of course it was not made by a Christian mm-hmm. organization um, do you feel it's worth seeing do you re- do you recommend just because of the depiction of John Chow's life and and uh, and you said it was a beautiful film in in, in one way would you would you recommend people see it if they can? Um, I think I will leave it up to the individuals. I know um, people who want to see it, and I've encouraged some people to see it. And I also know others who 
um, insist that they they won't see it. So I think it's up to the individual. But what I think is important is, you know, our Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. And he testifies about our Jesus Christ. So my prayer has been that those who see the movie, this, our Holy Spirit, who's the spirit of truth, will reveal the truth about Jesus Christ uh, and his great commission to each viewer, whether yes. the viewer is Christian or non-Christian, because missions or the great commission to therefore get, go and make disciples of all nations is not your great idea or my great idea. It is Jesus's mandate for all times until he comes back. Absolutely. To what extent is John Chow's story, whether it's depicted in the National Geographic film or just as it's been communicated, is it sort of, if you will, a, a warning to people or a just sort of a heads up about the possible danger of trying to reach unreached peoples? Not, not that you shouldn't do it. You, If your God mm -hmm. is calling you to do it, by all means do it, but that it might have an element of of danger because these people are unreached and you don't you don't really know how they're going to react. Yes, and actually if we read church history and mission history from the very beginning, it has always had an element of risk and danger, right? Um, you you read the the book of Acts, you read Acts uh, 20, it was after Paul spent three years in Ephesus, and it says that the whole Asia miners reached because in Acts 19, it says every Jew and Gentile got to hear the gospel. Hmm. And yet by Acts 20, Paul says the Holy Spirit compels him to go to Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit warns him that wherever he goes, there will be suffering and there will be imprisonment. So the gospel has always taken risk and suffering and danger imprisonment. However, not each one of us is called to actually be goers. All of us are called to partake of the Great Commission as senders, mobilizers, uh, givers, intercessors, trainers. We're all supposed to have a key part um, but it is the Holy Spirit who hand-selects specific people for specific assignments. And uh, that's what you see in Acts 13, where the Holy Spirit says, set aside Saul and Barnabas for the work I have for them. And that is still going on today. But having said that, we as a body of Christ need to do our utmost to train our people in safety and security so that every one of them can come home safely. And we want John Charles' case to be the exception, not the norm. So yes, the, uh, the Great Commission takes risks. Uh, right now, there are about 7,400 plus unreached people groups in the world, according to Joshua Project. Most of them are in Hindu and Muslim majority contexts. Most of them are in high persecution areas because the easy places have been taken, the hard places remain.
So yes, um, it missions has always taken risk, and it still does. But we do our best to uh, to safeguard our people. And John uh, John Chow, he was aff- affiliated with All Nations. Doctor Ho was it was it for a year or so? Um, for about a couple of years. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he came to be equipped, and we did send send him out. Okay. I know I have to let you go here in just a moment. I did want to ask, how do you see God is using the story of John Chow's life, of his Mm -hmm. sacrifice to bring the gospel to the North uh, Sentinelese uh, people? And if you don't mind me asking kind of a compound question, uh, is it affecting, uh, or how is it affecting other potential ministries? missionaries? How is God using it? Mm-hmm. How is it affecting others that might be uh, considering uh, missionary service? Yeah, so prior to John, almost no one knew about the North Sentinelese, right? Yeah. But my goodness, right now, all over the world, people are praying for the North Sentinelese. Um, and um, I also think that um, John's courage and his uh, character, the integrity of his character has inspired um, the younger generation, the next generation to follow Jesus full-heartedly, to fully commit their uh, lives to Christ and to live their lives sold out for Christ, whether it's as an engineer, a doctor, a missionary, as, or as a teacher. But he has inspired this next generation. Well, Dr. Ho, uh, we've come to the end of the conversation, but I'm wondering if, if people would like more information about All Nations International, uh, how would you recommend they, uh, they get that? Yes, so uh, you can get on our website. It's allnations.international. And if people want to know more about John, we actually have a page that has all kinds of resources, uh, videos, uh, podcasts, and articles about John's life. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Dr. Mary Ho, International Executive Leader of All Nations International. Go to allnations.international. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Nancy Piercy explaining why there's a toxic war on masculinity. The uh, expectation developed that men would come home from the doggy dog world of in, uh, in, of in business and industry and commerce, and that when they came home at night, they were supposed to be reformed and refined and renewed in their biblical commitments, you know, by their loving wives. So, it, it, in a sense, you know. As one historian puts it, American culture is letting men off the hook. That's tomorrow at the same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.